podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coombe Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be in uh, the office of Mr. Bob Arum. How are you, sir? Good, really good. How are you feeling ahead of this week? Good, good. I mean, you know, it's a lot of work, but we're coming down the home stretch, and that's always good. Now, Bob, over the last kind of probably 24 hours, you've come out with a statement that you believe that Tyson Fury will knock Wilder out inside eight rounds. Can Absolutely. You, can you, yeah, talk to me about that. I mean, if you're Tyson Fury, an intelligent fighter, who's a great boxer, you don't stay in there for long periods of time with a Deontay Wilder who has that really concussive power in his right hand. So what do you do to match that? You keep your boxing skills, but you try early on to hurt Deontay Wilder, to get him body shots, to slow him up, to prevent him from being as powerful as he is with that right hand. That's the way you beat a guy who can fight you 11 and a half rounds and not win a minute of any round and yet win the fight by knocking you out. You don't let that happen and the only way you prevent it from happening is either knock him out or or hurt him so badly that you take away his weapons. That's my opinion. I think that's what Tyson's opinion is. We'll have to see on Saturday night. How do you believe that Tyson's uh, changes that he's made in his changing uh, in his training camp? Sorry, uh, more specifically, obviously bringing in uh, Sugar Hill and Ben Davidson, kind of take himself out. What? How do you think that's going to affect Saturday night? I think it'll make him a much better fighter, uh, having an alliance with uh, Sugar Hill Stewart. Uh, Sugar Hill learned how to train fighters from his uncle, Emmanuel Stewart, who in my era, at my time, is the best trainer in the world, was the best trainer, he's passed away, as you know. Uh, I really believe uh, that we're going to see a new and improved Tyson Fury. Uh, The difference with Ben was that when they trained, you knew who the boss was. The boss was Tyson Fury. Right. With this training, and I've watched it, you know, week in, week out, when they in that ring training, the boss is Sugar Hill Stewart. Bob, I want to read you some uh, quotes from Eddie Hearn that he made on a Talk Sport um, over the last sort of 24 hours. Um, I thought Fury might win the fight, but I've heard a few things in camp and stuff like that. Listen, it might be rubbish, but now I do think Wilder's going to win the fight by stoppage. Well, I don't know what he's hearing. You know, I'm here. I know everything. My guys are in every minute that I'm not in. So what the hell is he talking about? Eddie Hearn runs from the mouth. I mean, I'm sure he heard that from somebody. 
You know, you hear everything in boxing. But again, you have to be a little cautious about what you talk about, what you say. Who is this guy? The guy who sweeps my gym is his source? You know, I mean, Eddie really has to learn how to grow up. You've gone on record, Bob, as saying that you believe that this could do up to two million pay-per-view buys. You sticking with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I said two million, that was aspirational, because that's what I was hoping. But now, when you see the amount of publicity and promotion that we've received from both ESPN and Fox, it's off the chart. There has never been a prize fight in the United States ever, ever, where they ran commercials in the Super Bowl. And Fox, which produced the Super Bowl, ran two commercials on this fight. That is absolutely incredible. A 30-second commercial cost for the Super Bowl $5.6 million. So that means that Fox gave us in two commercials in publicity, more than $11 million in value. Now that means something. And ESPN, you'll go to the media room on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and there'll be full crews from all of ESPN's programming, Sports Center, all of Fox's programming. We've never seen this before, ever. How does this heavyweight fight compare to the many great heavyweight fights? And there has been some of the most iconic heavyweight fight nights that you've promoted yourself, Bob. How does this compare? Well, I compare it to the first Ali Fraser fight, March of 1971. Look at the similarities. You had one fighter who was clearly the lineal heavyweight champion who had been stripped of his title because of the draft situation, that Muhammad Ali, and you had the other fighter who had claimed the title and won it uh, on an interim basis in Joe Fraser. They were both in their prime, they were both undefeated, and it was a greatly anticipated fight, and probably the biggest fight in my lifetime you know, again, the biggest money fight? Of course not, because we now have so much uh, technology that we didn't have before. This fight is very similar. Ali was the linear heavyweight champion, as is Tyson Fury, and Wilder is the WBC heavyweight champion, and Fraser was the interim heavyweight champion. Both Wilder and Fury are undefeated. The only blemish on the record of either of them is a draw, and that was in a fight between the two of them. So they got this blemish, if you call it that, together. This is something you don't see in boxing. Now, I would say, what about Lennox Lewis? This is one good man. <laughs> what about, what about, they say, what about Lennox Lewis and Mike Tyson? Big fight. But they weren't undefeated. They were at, at loss, fights along the line. And also, you know, 
I don't know about Lewis, but certainly Tyson was not in his prime. Uh, so this is a fight that is very, very unique. Remember, the other fight uh, took place almost 50 years ago, and we haven't seen anything similar since then. Bob, I just want to move on to uh, your signing of Gerald Miller, Big Baby Miller. Was there ever a possibility that he could have featured on this card? Was that ever spoken about? Yes, we were supposed to, we were, what we have worked out here is one fight with a fighter from each camp against each other. This is on the pay-per-view. And then we were permitted to do a fight and the other side was permitted to do a fight. They're doing a heavyweight fight uh, with Charles Martin in Washington. And we were looking at Gerald Miller to be on our fight that yeah. we had. And, uh, and then uh, Dimitri Salida started getting in the way, making un demands. And until we straightened him out, which we finally did, it was too late. And we then had to go with another fight that we knew we had. And we got this Navarrete kid, who's a 122 pounder with a tremendous, he fights all the time, knocks everybody out. Really great fighter. When do you anticipate Gerald Miller making his top ranked debut? I, I would like to put him, I think we're going to do Lomachenko and Lopez in New York. And if we do, and I think we will, I would put Miller on the card in the support fight. That's good to know. Um, you've recently announced a, a brilliant fight on the 25th of April at the Mandalay Bay between the Monster in Nui and uh, Casimiro, um, who recently knocked out Zelani Tete. What a great fight this is, Bob. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I, don't th I didn't think anybody knew these guys. And in the first uh, uh, hour, we sold over $100,000 of tickets. I mean, we're going to do a gate uh, for this kind of fight, you know, and we have very low ticket prices. 300 is the ringside down to 25. And we'll do a gate of over 500,000. There's such interest in this guy. If I had realized that, I wouldn't be giving away the tickets for, for these numbers. That's a great matchup uh, coming up. Is there a, a And we have a, a, really, a really good co-feature. The kid from Australia, Maloney, yeah. against Josh Greer from Chicago. That's a hell of a fight. So it should be a big night, April 25th. The problem there is, and you can't anticipate all the problems, we have, starting on Thursday of that week, something called the NFL Draft. And idiots come from all over the country to line up outside so they can cheer the selection of their teams. They have no other role except to, to cheer when they put it on a screen. They expect 400,000 people in for that draft, okay. which goes Thursday, I'm sorry, yeah, Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday. So the town is going to be overrun with people. The, the rooms at Mandalay are going for $500 a night. 
So that's the downside. But yeah, you can't, you can't, you know, win everyone. Do you know Everything. what? Weirdly enough, I did check the hotel prices when that fight was announced, and I did see that they had really gone sky high. And now I know why. I didn't know now, that. Before. Now you know why. Now yeah. I know why. Um, all right, well, we're going to have to somehow deal with that. Um, Bob, Carl Frampton, yeah. and Harry. Any update on that? It's going to happen. Yeah. We've got to know when Carl is ready for the fight. When he is, we'll put it on uh, together with uh, our English partner. And uh, uh, Herring has agreed and uh, uh, he's happy to go over to Belfast. They'll decide whether it's an indoor venue or an outdoor venue. And we'll go off to the races. Terrific fight. Mm. A, a date of June the 13th has been mentioned. Is that realistic? I don't think that he's going to be ready June 13th. Mm. But again, Frank will be over here uh, for this fight, Frank Warren, and he'll let me know whether that date is realistic. The sooner the better. Mm. The sooner the better for us. Because it will take place in uh, Belfast. So it'll be an evening fight in Belfast, be an afternoon fight in the United States. We'll put it on ESPN Plus, which is now up to nine million subscribers. Incredible. And, uh, and so any afternoon that Frank su suggests, we can do it. Okay. Um, any projected date for the Lomachenko-Lopez fight at the moment? In May. In May, we're looking uh, to clear a pay-per-view date and clear a venue. I think we have two venues in the bidding, maybe three. One here in Vegas, Madison Square Garden, and then Barkley in Brooklyn. So Todd is handling that. It'll, it'll be one of those, and it'll be sometime in May. You know, we're concentrating on this fight now, so we will finalize everything early next week. You recently signed Josh Taylor as well, um, and he looks to be facing his mandatory challenger in May. Um, is that correct? Well, whenever, May or June. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're going to do it over there. And again, we'll zero in on the arrangements uh, uh, next week. But certainly, by the uh, by Saturday, uh, the 29th, we'll have it all sorted out. Uh, you know, February 29th. And obviously, next month you have kind of a two shows in the space of three or four days with uh, Shakur Stevenson uh, and also Michael Condon fighting on St. Patrick's night. So yeah, if you're in New York, stay for both. Well, that's what the point. Stay for both. And the garden gave us a deal where we don't we get charged for one setup and takedown for two fights. It's a considerable saving. Absolutely, that should be a, an exciting weekend in New Yeah, York. it should be good. Good. Yeah, Shakur is fighting on one card, and Mick Conlon on the other, and Patty Donovan, who made a little appearance here. <laughs> He's a great kid, and he, and Andy is really Andy Lee is really high on him. Mm. Um, just finally, Bob, what can you tell us about Terence Crawford? Well, we're looking for, you know, we've thrown out the challenge to the UFC uh, that uh, Terence will fight 
Conor McGregor in the octagon, right? In the octagon. Terrence is a great wrestler. Fight him in the octagon. And then a few months later, we'll fight him in a boxing ring. How realistic is this to happen, Bob, in your opinion? Well, you know, I don't know what Dana White and the UFC is going to decide. They may not want to risk Conor McGregor in an MMA fight against the boxer, because that would maybe hurt, because I think Crawford will beat him. Uh, and uh, they may not want to risk that. But I know we've contacted his manager, and he's, they seem amenable, at least to talk. A crazy situation if that actually materializes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if, if it's boxing, we'd like uh, Crawford to fight either Spence, but I don't know if Spence's physical condition now. I mean, I don't want to say any rumors or anything. I know nothing about it. So... I, you know, I probably talked to Al either probably after this fight, Al Heyman, and see, or, uh, you know, if Manny Pacquiao is looking for a dance partner and changed his mind about not wanting to fight Crawford, Crawford's available. Interesting. Just one more. Obviously, we're still waiting for the formal announcement of Joshua and, and Pulev. Um, obviously, Eddie Holmes talks about dates in June. Uh, at, mentioned a couple of football stadiums, soccer stadiums to right. you. Um, can you give us any kind of update on that? Well, we're working through the contract. Uh, we have uh, the co-promoters, lawyer John Wirt, uh, is communicating with us, and he's carrying the ball with Frank Smith. We have the, we, we're, we're refining the terms now. And we're very, very close, and hopefully we'll settle. And you're absolutely right, it's uh, one or the other of the uh, uh, stadia in London. Tottenham or Arsenal? Yeah. I mean, Eddie's playing that rivalry for what it's worth. I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'd love it to be there, but that's just a personal preference. Yeah, they're both beautiful. They're stadium. both very good grounds, obviously. So. Yeah. Right. We look forward to it. Busy few months, Bob. Well, yeah. I'm sure we'll catch up with you again yeah. this week. So it's only the start of fight yeah. week. So it's yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, what a week, week here in Vegas. Bob, Aaron, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV, and uh, we'll catch up with you again okay, this week. Okay, good, good. Thank to you, see you, mate. Top man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network.